Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. New bias Wilborn, who covers all things Auburn sports for AL.com, and he joins us now. New bias, appreciate you joining us, man. How you doing this afternoon? Man, I'm doing well, man. How you guys doing? We're doing great, and uh, in fact, we've been uh, kind of uh, off of an, an off week where we haven't had much Razorback football to talk about, but now... As we get closer to Saturday, it's been a lot more intriguing. And with Auburn, there have been a pretty fascinating team so far this year. Of course, with the Brian Harson angle, uh, they've had some games where they haven't looked great, but they've been competitive in some other games. Just how do you describe the first seven games of the season for Auburn football this year? Well, I mean, it's been an emotional roller coaster. You know, you get off to a 2-0 start uh, with the win against Mercer, one double-A team or FCS, I guess, whatever we're calling that these days. And then you beat San Jose State, San Jose State, non-Power 5 team, which kind of struggled to win that one. Get blown out by 29 points against Penn State. Take a 17-point lead against LSU. You end up losing that game. You also had a lead against Missouri. Didn't score any second-half touchdowns either one of those games. Um, get blasted by Georgia, which is, you know, probably your second biggest rival, and depending on where you are from as an Auburn fan, maybe even your biggest rival. You know, um, obviously the Iron Bowl is a big game, but Georgia at Auburn is a huge game, and Auburn got embarrassed. They go down 21 nothing against Ole Miss. Perhaps maybe Harson's tenure is about to come to an end. They roar back. Still lose by two touchdowns, but did some inspiring things, and here we are. So what is the feeling at with Auburn football down this stretch run? And it, it starts with Arkansas, but – Got some tough games here down the stretch. Well, I mean, I think it's not a secret that Brian Harson is on the hot seat, okay? Like, I, I don't think anybody who knows anything about college football, even if you didn't know much about Brian Harson or Auburn, <laughs> everybody knows he's on the hot seat, okay? Um, so, they got to win games, and everybody knows it. And starting this weekend with Arkansas, I'm a team that, as you guys mentioned coming in, Auburn has beaten six times in a row. Harson beat them last year, now, of course, both teams were in a much different situation at that time because Auburn followed that game with the win against Ole Miss, beat two ranked opponents back to back, go six and two, and they have been three and nine since, with only one conference win and not a win over a ranked opponent. So, I would imagine both teams coming in this game kind of sizing each other up, thinking that they can get a win, a needed win to keep things going. Obviously, I'll say Pittman is on near near the hot seat. Arson is, but Arson got to start winning, and you got to start winning now. So what's it going to take down the stretch then for – because the feeling is that it's just a matter of time before Brian Harson is gone. Is there a certain number that you think, if they win a certain number of games, that uh, he will be able to retain his job? Or is it kind of almost a foregone conclusion at this point? Well, I will say this. The percentage of him coming back is not zero. Um, as far as a direct number, I don't know. Like, let's say, let's say they beat Arkansas – and split the other games, but win the Iron Bowl. Is that enough? I guess it depends on what you do on recruiting. A lot of it's going to be what he does in recruiting, if they see an uptick there, enough of an uptick in recruiting to justify keeping him around, combined with some wins. But, yeah, I mean, I would say at least maybe three and two, maybe four and one gets it. It depends on what that looks like. But then, you know, let's say he's four and no going into the Iron Bowl and gets beat by 30 in the Iron Bowl. Is that going to be enough? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's such a convoluted situation because I, I wish there was a simple answer. 
And I know in this business, we like yes, no, rather than maybe, but a lot of maybe here because we don't know what that is because we don't know who the athletic director is going to be yet. Yeah, it's one of those deals, too. It's like you always feel like, hey, if he, if he beats Alabama at the end of the season, though, it always goes a long way with uh, with the fans for sure. But uh, but about this game about Arkansas, though, just the matchup itself, both teams coming off a bye, both teams, as you mentioned, they need the win, but they're different teams than what we saw last year. And honestly, they're maybe even different teams than what we saw at the beginning of this year. But what do you make up as far as the matchup goes on paper between these two teams? Well, Arkansas runs the ball well and Auburn hadn't stopped the run very much lately. I think that's going to be a major thing. Um, what does Auburn's run? What does what does Auburn's run defense do against that tough running back there, Rocket Sanders, and of course KJ Jefferson? The Auburn secondary has been a lot better, but a lot of it's been because part of the teams haven't had to really throw the ball very much because they're able to run for yards. I mean, Ole Miss had nearly 500 rushing yards against Auburn. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's going to be something that they got to fix. Also, how does Auburn's offensive line, that's the team that had to be retooled, handle what looks to be a pretty good pass rush from the Razorbacks? What kind of improvement have you seen in Robbie Ashford throughout the season? Now, in the Ole Miss game, he actually got pulled, and then he was out for a series or two and had a chance to kind of think about it, and he got back in the game and performed well. Well, I think one's just the emotional part of it, right, of not letting getting pulled for a series you know, really hamper his demeanor. He was able to bounce back, and he came back and played really well. He showed a lot of things that you want to see in a quarterback, both with his play as well as his leadership. And, yeah, he's got a chance to be a really good player. He's very talented. He can move. He can take a hit as need be, but he can also throw the ball. The question is, can he put it all together? Can he continue to get better at reading defenses? Those are going to be the next thing. Oh, by the way, can he hold on to the ball? There's plenty of interceptions and the fumbles. There's a lot of turnovers. And Auburn is at a minus nine turnover ratio, which is incredible. Yeah, that was something I saw, which I was, uh, you know, you always hear about teams and, you know, what they're good at, what they're not good at. But with the turnover margin, has it been just, you know, quarterbacks making bad throws? Has it been just not holding on? Like, what's been the reason why they have had so many turnovers and have been unable on defense to, to cause any turnovers, you think? Well, I think on offense, a lot of it really does start with offensive line play. Because there are times in which, for instance, T.J. Finley had a fumble in the old Miss game that led to a touchdown on his one series because they you know, had, had a blindside run. Came to him quick on third down, couldn't see it. So a lot of that starts with Auburn not getting short third down situations. They had one of the worst third down um, yardage each time. You know what I'm saying? I think it's like 38, 39, 310, 30 and 15. You know, you pretty much set up obvious split situations. Hey, it's going to get the quarterback hit. If you get the quarterback hit, it's going to get fumbled. Now, with Ashford as a ball carrier, sometimes the way he carries the ball, once he gets out of the pocket, he still doesn't switch it. And so he's a runner. He switches more like he's a guy still looking to pass, which makes the ball a little bit easier to knock out. So that's something he's had to work on with his ball control, right? With the way, you know, like when you're a running back, you bring that ball and you tuck it real tight. Robbie's running, but he's running like as if though he's a quarterback, and that's the difference. It makes it easier when you're palming that ball to knock it out of the game. So that's something he's been working on. We'll see if it translates to the game. And then, of course, the interceptions have also been a thing. And that's also – some of that also starts with offensive line play because your quarterback's having a rush. But also some of it is 
receivers got to get open. And then some of them is, hey, you just do it to the wrong guy, dude. So to answer your question, yeah, it's all the same because that's how it goes. Now, the strength of Auburn's offense is run the ball, and Tank Bigsby is a big part of that. Who are some of the other running backs that you could possibly look out for as far as if Tank Bigsby is not on the field, some of the other guys in the run game? Well, you ought to look to see Jamar, Jarquez Hunter. Um, he's a guy who had 80 yards last well, two weeks ago against Ole Miss. He's a guy who caught two 60-yard touchdown passes, very dynamic runner out of Mississippi, and the freshman Demari Austin has been coming along. So those are going to be the main two you'll see if it's not big. But then don't forget, Ashford has led Auburn to rushing, I think, in three games. So don't be surprised if there's some time scheduled runs for Ashford. Speaking with Nubias Wilborn here on the Jones and Sundiamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline, talking a little Arkansas and Auburn. This game's at 11 a.m. It's obviously there in Auburn. What what are you expecting the crowd to be like? It's obviously a situation where the, the program hasn't hasn't done so well this year. Uh, you had the whole Harson thing, but how do you expect the fans to show out in this game, and will it be a, an electric atmosphere for the Razorbacks this Saturday? You know, that is a good question, and I, I don't really fully know the answer because I know, let's see, the last two games have been on the road, that was Georgia and Ole Miss, right? So that had been a home in four weeks, including the Bayou, okay? So the crowd in Athens was probably one of the least amount of Auburn fans I've ever seen, and then Ole Miss was even worse. Um, then a lot of fans traveled, okay? Now, I would assume it being a home game, people would have been an early home game, you'll still get a good crowd, and the people will still go to – cheered the laundry, if, they will, if you will. Um, I don't know if it's going to be the usual wild house of dirt and hair because of the uncertainty about the football coach and where the program is going. So it could be a crowd. Maybe, maybe they're there to celebrate. Maybe they're there to see a funeral. <laughs> and it seems like with Auburn, as far as the fans go, there's a theme almost in every home game. So this time it's wear navy blue. And uh, that's uh, that's something that they, I guess, they can look forward to as having a different theme for each home game. Well, yeah, they look, they try to have some of that stuff, but maybe Navy Blue is a little closer to Burn Black. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it can be by design, but no, but seriously, I mean, look, fans will show up. It's still college football. You still get the band playing in the pageantry. That'll be there. But, yeah, the energy is different. The energy around town is different because, I mean, Auburn's used to being a competitive football team that can go to Athens and beat Georgia, that can go to Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama, that can, you know, run a six-game streak on Arkansas with the upcoming program. They had a six-game winning streak against Ole Miss that got snapped, you know. So there are certain things that Auburn fans are used to that aren't happening right now, and there's a lot of uncertainty. So, yeah, like the, the mood is going to be different, but people still show up for the party and it should be a good time for – any Arkansas fans who make trip over to Auburn. And I know that it hasn't happened yet, and there still could be reasons why it doesn't happen. But just for the instance sake of if Brian Harson is let go and if they move on from Brian Harson, I'm sure it's been asked and talked about, is there any particular direction you think they will go or should go when it comes to a new possible head coach? Well, you know, it'll be interesting, right? Because, you know, one of the consistent moments has been Lane Kiffin. And you see what he's doing at Ole Miss. But let's be honest, Ole Miss has a little bit more of a ceiling than Auburn does, right? I think we can be fair in that just based upon geographic location and a whole bunch of other factors that 
to lean towards Auburn being a place where Kiffin can go higher if that's what he wants. Hugh Freeze has been another, you know, back at Liberty, looking for a chance to get back at SEC. Could be something that, that could work if that's what they want to do. And I keep hearing old Deion Sanders. That's the name that keeps that teams pop up. Um, there is a lot of interest in him from fans and even some high-level boosters who maybe you wouldn't think would sign off on a Dion. Um, I'm told that they could they would strongly consider it because of what they see Dion doing at Jackson State. So it'll be interesting to see which way they would go. But the the real the big thing is whether you keep Harson, whether you let him go, whatever you do, you need to come up with a defined mission for this program that is going to keep people in line as opposed to all the influence and influencers, interference, and interlopers. If they can find a way to keep that out, Auburn can get back to being Auburn. If they can't, hey, man, you know, Nebraska fired Bo Pelini for only winning 89 games. I wonder what Nebraska would give to win 89 games right now and how long it's been since Nebraska's won 89 games. So what's enough at Auburn, though, because they fire coaches that – have had winning streaks against Alabama. They fire coaches who have won national championships. And then it becomes a thing of the patience that they have with their coaches. So what what's enough? It, it seems like it's never enough when it comes to coaching at Auburn. Uh, I, it kind of is never enough. I mean, they, I mean, listen, Auburn, Auburn believes that if you ask their fans, you ask people around, they believe that they should be a program on par with where UGA is right now and where Alabama is. They believe that they should be on par with that because historically they have been kind of equal to those two programs. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you look at the records, look at all that stuff throughout history, you know, that. But, you know, my friend Slim Charles in the Wire once said, think about the old days, they're the old days. And today, Auburn is not a program that can regularly compete with Alabama or Georgia. Can they get there? Sure. But they got to figure out what that looks like to be patient. And they have not shown, at least at this point, the willingness to be patient. Tobias, I know that it is a uh, football season right now, but I'm curious because of the football team maybe not being as good, if there are a lot of Auburn fans that have maybe turned the page to basketball. The excitement here in Arkansas for basketball is great. What's the uh, level of excitement there for Auburn basketball at this point in time? Well, it's, a little, it, it, it's still there because of what Bruce Pearl has done. And, you know, they got picked fourth in the conference recently um, in a preseason poll. And, you know, I think it's, what, 15th in the country right now, depending on which poll you look at. I mean, they're going to be a good team, a good team and a very tough conference. I mean, you just mentioned Arkansas. Vanderbilt's getting it rolling. You know, you Kentucky's Kentucky. Texas is trying to get it back going. I mean, Florida's trying to get it rolling. I mean, there's a lot of good – Alabama's a good program. I mean, there's, the SEC probably is a better basketball conference than it is a football conference right now. And there is excitement at Auburn because, I mean, I think Auburn's going to be right in the mix. Also, shout-out to gymnastics. Um, with, you know, SUNY Lee returning for a second year, and they got a bunch of really good, talented young ladies. And um, I don't know if you've ever gone to gymnastics meet. Those things are fun. So, right now, a lot of Auburn fans are focused on the indoor sports, basketball, and gymnastics. And in fact, uh, a lot of people here in Arkansas, because Jordan Weaver is the coach, of course, of gymnastics and Olympic gold medalist. So, uh, yeah, there's there's a there's a lot, a lot of excitement there too. It's just good to have all sports in the SEC across the league uh, doing really well and providing a lot of excitement. There's no doubt. 
Nabias, well, we oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's great, and we appreciate you joining us. We're up against it, man, and it's great talking Auburn with you. Uh, good, enjoy the game this weekend. We look forward to catching up with you at another time. Awesome, thanks, boys.